And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. It's Animal Radio. And when I told Joey that our next guest was going to be talking about puppy laundering, he said, i got to be in on this, of course. And then I explained to him that it's not cleaning your animal that she's talking about. Uh, completely something different. We have joining us right now Deborah Howard. Uh, she is the president and founder of Companion Animal Protection Society. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Very well. What is puppy laundering? Well, we don't really call it that. Um, I think it's been called that. What's going on in California is that they passed a law to ban the retail sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits. Yeah, that's happened yeah. a lot of places, by the way. All uh, well, we actually started the whole ordinance movement with our West Hollywood ordinance in 2010. It wasn't the very first. Albuquerque was. It didn't get any attention and we were protesting elite puppies in West Hollywood, and one of the council members came over. It turned out one of the dogs uh, from the store had been sold to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they had a picture of him in there. So West Hollywood, being progressive, um, wanted to do an ordinance, and because it's West Hollywood, it got worldwide attention. And after that, uh, everybody wanted to do ordinances. Everybody was contacting us from all over the country and Canada, and that's what pretty much kicked off the movement that you see now. We went on to do Los Angeles, San Diego, Glendale, South Pasadena, and, you know, ordinances in other parts of the country. And the purpose of that ordinance is basically to get rid of puppy mill dogs. Is that what's happening? Right, because, you know, 99% of the dogs in pet shops are coming from uh, puppy mills. And, uh, there's, by the way, there's kittens, too. I mean, we, we've investigated USDA-licensed kitten mills. So this is what, in addition to Internet sales, this is what is supporting the puppy and kitten mill industry. Mm. Um, so the demand is created because consumers pay a lot of money for these dogs. They don't do their research. It's impulse-driven. There's, there's payment plans. And the, the puppy mills are sending the dogs to the, to the pet shops all over the country, and, and Canada included. And so the puppy laundering is really people trying to circumvent these laws, right? Right. And the only place really that it's happening is California because it impacted. There were 32 pet shops that we investigated. And how are they circumventing the law? The, they formed fraudulent rescues. Um, there's two of them. There's actually a, a smaller one, a third one, that's in a couple of the pet shops. The two main ones are fronts for dog brokers. One is an actual dog broker in Iowa um, who buys from puppy mills. We investigated her, and we gave it to the Iowa Attorney General last year. She was already giving selling puppies to three pet shops in California. So she started another rescue. And then she puts them through yet another rescue in California that is associated with a pet shop owner. And then the other rescue, um, that those people, the man actually is a sales manager for the Hunt Corporation, which is another large brokerage facility. So the dogs are actually coming from dog brokerage facilities, which obtain their dogs from puppy mills. I have to go into the other room and scream because this is infuriating for those of us who rescue dogs. Sure, sure. Right. You know, my my knowledge of you know pet stores is that you know, a lot of these puppies have come at a high dollar right. um, when they're being sold. So how is that still being done and going through these chains? Uh, you know, are the pets still being sold for like a two thousand dollar puppy, or because they're going through rescues? Isn't there an assumption it would be a, a more of an adoption fee and a lower rate? Yeah, absolutely. So the dogs. Um, so we set out to investigate the remaining nineteen pet shops selling puppies in, in the state. Okay. Um, three were selling outright that they bred themselves or from a local breeder. We turned those over to animal control. Sixteen were using these two fraudulent 
rescues. The dogs are anywhere from a thousand to sixty five hundred dollars. There's bulldogs in there for six thousand dollars. They come they come with warranty plans because remember now there's no lemon law anymore. Okay, California had a lemon law. You're not protected. You get a sick puppy, you're out of luck. So you have to buy a warranty plan. Then you can finance the dog. We had a complaint for a woman who got a dog that had diarrhea. It was 10 pounds underweight. She financed it at 65% a year. So that Labradoodle went from 3000 to $8,500. Whoa, crazy. And people don't. And you know what? They're thinking, oh, my gosh, look, I got, you know, an 8-week, 10-week, 12-week-old purebred designer puppy, and it's a rescue. And, of course, if you see our video expose, you'll see they're very unclear about where the dogs come from. Has anyone been indicted yet? No, 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 no. So we have various attorney, attorneys generals investigating this. Uh, you know, Iowa is the only one that's formally announced it because we got them involved last year when we started to see it happening in, in the pet shop. And this, that particular rescue, Hobo Canine, is also selling to places in other states to um, New Jersey and Chicago, so she's um, she's circumventing the Chicago laws. So um, we've got an, the attorney in general in Illinois involved in that. But the main problem is really California because there's so many of them. There's 16 of them. Animal controls only have so much authority. Is there a way to change the law or rewrite it to close Absolutely. this loophole? Absolutely, and we have been asking Senator O'Donnell, who is the sponsor of the original law, to do that. So far, I have not heard back from him. Um, we have extremely compelling evidence. Um, we have a five-minute video expose. We have an investigation of every single store. We have an in-depth investigation report explaining all, all the characters that are involved and, and how they've registered their, their rescues and so on and so forth. And um, there's a very easy way to close this loophole. And I don't know what the holdup is. Um, Massachusetts specifically says the pet shop cannot have a monetary or ownership interest in the animals. They cannot benefit from financially from the adoption fees. Use that language, and that completely closes out this loophole. If they had they done that in the first place, this whole thing could have been avoided. Mm. And I encourage anybody that's going out and looking for an animal that you don't get them from the pet shop anyway. Go directly to the rescue right. and, and see what's going on there and, and make sure that it is indeed a rescue. What is the website if people want to learn more? Uh, it's caps-web.org, C-A-P-S-W-E-B.org. Deborah Howard, the president and founder of CAPS, the Companion Animal Protection Society. Thank you so much for your vigilance and taking the lead on this. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.